0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Myths and Stories, a Destiny 2 lore podcast. Uh, We are continuing our series on the Vex. Last time we left off with the um, escape, question mark, of Praedith from the Vault of Glass with the assistance of some of the variants of Maya Sunderesh and uh, the Ishtar team from um i think our first episode first or second episode in this series we talked about uh the various simulated copies that were in the network um so they assisted pradith with escaping seemingly we don't necessarily have confirmation but it all points in that direction um, and then talked about the sundial and osiris's uh, original creation of it to use vex tech and the infinite forest to time travel uh, across various timelines of Mercury, uh, and, um, with the intention of rescuing Saint-14 and, uh, was unsuccessful in doing so. And then the Red Legion found his, uh, project and tried to use it to go back and win the war. Uh, so, there was a lot of theory craft and a lot of uh, lore exposition around Pradith, um, so we didn't get much further in the timeline outside of that. Um,
1: it's it's funny you mentioned theory crafting with Pradith because you and I also had discussions before this, and we came up with more theories with Pradith. <laughs> I guess I guess more clarifications. Um, yeah, I I I was under the impression that Pradith escaped to our timeline but that may not even be the case because the vault of glass exists outside of our timeline Mm -hmm. and therefore outside of our reality. It's just, we happen to have an entrance point to it attached to our reality. So pray could have just popped out in a different timeline, different reality altogether. Like there, he may have popped out somewhere where there are no guardians where dark has already taken over the universe and, and he's the only guardian. Like there's so much more of a story there than I even realized uh, up until that point, when I was like, "Oh my God, he could be literally anywhere and any when," and that that that's just that's mind blowing to me. That's that was just a super neat thing that that we we thought of.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, it could even be a case where he popped into our reality, but like pre Golden Age.
1: Yeah, now um, he's now he's like the now he's a light bearer before light before the guardian before the traveler even shows up in the system. Like, what does that mean?
0: Well, but he's not because he he lost his ghost. Remember? Oh, that's right. So he wouldn't have so any way to like. He 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 would just have his knowledge that he right. brings with
1: him. Oh my god!
0: So some interesting implications with Praydeth for sure. Uh, I I really do hope he shows up again somewhere. In, I hope so too. In the storyline. I, th- I think he
1: will point. in those in those post Lightfall episodes.
0: I think so too. I think that's a good place for him to show up. Um. But yeah, so uh, we are going to be starting off this episode um, doing a little bit of a um, jump in time to the season of arrivals, Uh, which, as a reminder to everybody, um, that was the season um, where the pyramid ships first kind of appeared in full in the solar system um, just before... uh, yeah. The removal of some of the main the, the big
1: um, planets. Yeah. I the remember the one blip. that was the, the one that sat right over, I think the very first mission you, you come across the one that's sitting on IO. That's mm-hmm. uh, it's sitting over the last place that the traveler touched on IO where Korra went to kind of like reflect during the red war. And, uh, underneath it is, we see the first instance of the tree of silver wings, which, uh, uh, it was funny. It was funny, we mentioned that too because Myth and I were just talking, or we 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 were running a, a rude of nightmares last night with the with the group with the clan, and they were asking about the tree of silver wings in there, and we we're like, yeah, remember that that is a, the tree of silver wings happens anytime a, a the forces of light and the forces of dark touch each other, it that that, that is the the end result of what happens in our reality is that tree of silver wings forms and then root of nightmare of course we're just spending the entire time germinating it and making it grow
0: yeah uh now in season of arrivals the main kind of uh seasonal event i guess or or the seasonal activity um was called contact uh, because we were using um kind of gambit technology uh to gather up Motes of dark bank them, I and establish a connection of communication between ourselves and the pyramid ships to receive these transmissions that were then translated um by Eris. and we had a number of as as you did the uh, activity, there was a number of enemy types that would appear, say in some cases, it was. I uh, um like cabal uh I think in other cases it was elixney um trying to maybe maybe not trying to stop you per se, but like they were just you know they were hostile and they were probably trying to gain our technology more than anything that we were sure. using in the activity um but one of the races that tries to prevent you from communicating is the vex, and the vex. We could argue I may have had a more legitimate reason to try and disrupt our communication with the dark um, and try to usurp it for themselves. So because the the Vex have had they they have made contact with darkness before at the garden.
1: I mean, they Black Heart.
0: Right. And now the pyramid ships, a source of darkness. Are scattered throughout the solar system in a very big way it would make a certain amount of sense for the vex to be like we need to study these we need to try and analyze to figure out how these are going to affect uh, what's going
1: on do you think they were they they would just be naturally drawn to it because of their interactions with the or because of what they did in the in the garden for the black heart like they'd see this source of darkness to be like, okay, this is exactly what we've been worshiping, and we lost it. This we can find it again with this.
0: Yes and no. I I don't. So I don't believe there's anything that indicates that the soul divisive is the group of X that are attempting to um, usurp our communications. Oh, that's right. Because uh, they're
1: they're specifically the garden. Right. X. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um but they are they are or or were if they um have be- become cut off part of the vex collective mind at one point so their observations of the darkness presumably are still floating around the vex network somewhere sure uh, and although the the vex as a whole may not have adopted this uh worship um kind of idea that the soul divisive did the information that was gained about the heart and about darkness uh, in general should still be available to them. So uh, that may have been enough for them to be like, you know, this darkness thing that we heard about seems an awful lot like the power radiating off those giant pyramids. Maybe we should look into that. Makes sense. So needless to say, um, they are one of the groups that try and Uh, prevent us from communicating during those contact missions. Uh, There's never a concrete uh, motive stated, but we can maybe infer why they may have been trying to do that. Um, Interestingly enough, uh, and along a similar vein, during the Festival of the Lost during Season of Arrivals, uh, there are a couple of lore entries from the masks um, that you can pick up in Festival of the Lost that uh, give us some information as to uh, the Vex moving on the Dreadnought.
1: Interesting. Why why would they be... I mean, I I guess that kind of makes sense because the Dreadnought is an extension of the Ascendant Plane.
0: Yes. Uh extension of the Ascendant Plane, a a now abandoned um throne world. Sure. Um maybe abandoned isn't the right word. Uh like we, we could say abandoned. Destitute. Um, but uh and in addition to that, like the the dreadnought probably has a lot of the same kind of dark energies swirling around. Sure. Um and so maybe the vex are like, okay, there's you know this is another avenue to discover more about these things that have shown up in our in our solar system. So we're gonna read through the um flavor text on some of the quests uh that uh we were going on for festival of the lost um and all of these quests are tied to uh spider so the first one is a, a quest line that was called "A Smiling Mask," um, and the flavor text for it says, uh, "It's been a while since the spider asked us for help directly. I get the feeling that the festival is just an opportune cover to hide what he's really after. Uh, and so we go through, we talk to Spider, he tells us that he wants to um... Uh, he wants us to collect these, um, decoders of sorts, uh, and just through like playing the various, um, ritual stuff. Uh, and then the next quest line is a cunning mask, um, in which the di- the flavor text reads, I knew it. We're running spiders errands again. And wait a minute did he say a salvage operation in the rings of Saturn? You don't think dot, dot, dot.
1: Oh, I do think,
0: uh, and then we use this decoder of his to unlock a cache of, uh, supplies in the haunted forest during festival of the lost. Um, and, uh, this one is titled a masked treasure. I uh, And the flavor text for it says this. Something about this feels off. What would the Vex want with Fallen Salvage? Why bring it into one of their simulations? I have a very bad feeling about this. So... We're is in this, the Haunted Forest. Is this forest. the season
1: where we got that Ascendant Lens? Ascendant Lens. You remember that item that we got in-game? Um, I swear I, it was... Maybe yeah, it was this what? quest line. But it was just like a mundane thing. Like, nobody could figure yes. out where it was. Yes, this is this Is this the exactly... quest line that leads to that? Holy shit. I'm starting yeah. to understand like what the implications of that could be. Okay, keep going. Keep going. I'm I'm following. I, I had a thought there and I had to get that thought out there before it before it left me with my little squirrel brain. But <laughs> I think this is the quest line that leads to us getting that Ascendant Lens. Uh
0: yes, this is. This is okay. the quest line that leads to that. Okay. Um,
1: not to be the guy that reads the last chapter and then says, "Okay, I'll <laughs> buy the book now." But there's the last chapter.
0: Yeah. But uh but no. So, um so what what has happened? Is we have we've gotten this decoder uh, to to open this treasure this this cache, but we're opening this cache from that's inside the haunted forest, which is the infinite forest with a you know slightly was, spookier theme.
1: I was going to say, uh, it, it, I, I, from my understanding, the the versions of it before, like now, the haunted stuff is all the lost sectors. But before I thought that I was under the impression that the logic is when we go through the haunted forest, it is actually a branch of the um infinite forest. It's, it's It's like one of those alternate timeline simulation things, yeah, where like the world has gone dark, and that's all this is all that there is is darkness, and this is this is a world without light type thing,
0: yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, now, what makes this interesting? So Spider, if we, if we put the puzzle pieces together here a little bit, Spider has sent a team to the dreadnought and they collected something from it. And the Vex were so interested uh, that rather than follow them there, because fallen are not paracausal they created a simulation of that fallen team going to the dreadnought and doing whatever they were doing isn't the logic
1: of that so fucked up but so perfect yeah like, because of the way the vex operate <laughs> they see that and they're like well we don't know what they're going after we'll just simulate it like, right th- we'll and then, then we'll simulate and create it. and then they know like that's that's brilliant that's super cool
0: So because they knew, hey, those those Fallen collected these caches of resources from the Dreadnought that were locked and unable to be opened, uh, Spider went, okay, the Fallen have a perfect copy of these real treasure chests that we have that we can't open. So I'm going to send the Guardian in to the simulated version to figure out how to open the simulated treasure chest, because that will tell me then how to we open we can reverse the real one.
1: engineer it. Okay. All right, Spider. All right, you son of a bitch. I see you. <laughs> I s-
0: merchandising son of a bitch. I see you. Yeah. So needless to say, um, we return. Spider, you know, congratulates us on uh, our ability to, uh, you know, learn to, to access this, this cache, um and uh in exchange for us getting him this salvage, uh he offers us this ascendant lens, um, which is just the the text on the lens is a focusing lens from the dreaming city through which the ascendant plane can sometimes be seen.
1: I I'm telling you right now, I went all over the dreaming city with that thing in my inventory. I don't know that anyone ever, I I think in my head it does something i've long since dismantled it like i'm sure you i'm sure you still got it sitting in your vault somewhere margie still has her toothbrush i I have that too (laughs) (laughs) but i did anyone ever figure out what this thing did like the fact that he has just an ascendant lids that he could see into the ascendant plane that's not what was in the cache was it
0: no, that's what he gave us as our reward for doing what he wanted us to do, or for us, you know, doing the job he he requested. So sure. we don't know what was in the cache still. Um,
1: but the Vex wanted and, it; uh, had to have been Paracausal. Yeah.
0: they they they
1: they didn't necessarily have to simulate what was in the cache; they just had to simulate the cache itself and how to open it. Or they they didn't even need how to how to how to open it. They could just sit there and study that over and over again. Dude, that right. is brilliant. That is genuinely brilliant.
0: So I, uh, so just as an aside, the ascendant lens was eventually able to be turned into Mara, I uh, many many years later. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> um, or excuse me, a a year later, many seasons later, um, during the next festival of the Lost, and she just gave you a a like bigger um, a bigger piece of candy, candy bag. Oh yeah. my
1: God! So okay.
0: A little, little bit of a letdown there. But the flavor text from that final quest line uh, says this. Why was the House of Kings researching hive magic in the runes of Oryx's dreadnought? And why would the Vex try and steal it? And what value does any of this have to Spider?
1: Mis- mysteries upon mystery upon mysteries. Like, this is, this is a level of, like like true crimes unknown. Like, I don't, I don't like, I don't know who the real killer is at this point.
0: So what we can deduce from this, cause there's a lot of open-ended questions. What we can deduce from this is that house of Kings was researching hive magic on the dreadnought and the Vex were interested enough in it to try to simulate it, to then try and steal the knowledge or or know the same thing that the house of kings discovered on the dreadnought so the vex were at least trying to keep tabs on hive magic if if nothing else
1: i mean it's it, another form of darkness right yeah of not a that, sort not, uh, again thinking back to the tie of the black heart like they, they, I, I, as much as, as much as the, the divisive, the sole divisive are kind of like their own entity and kind of cut off from the rest of the Vex, um, or at least the Vex see them as like, like, they've, they've tried to like bastardize them and say they, or like you can't be part of us and separate them off. I think there's still like what you're saying. There's that knowledge is still in the Vex network of the black heart because otherwise why would they say they, they if if they tried to like delete all knowledge of it it'd be like they wouldn't even care that it was there or wasn't there so right. to me that knowledge still has to be somewhere and and some vex subroutine is still uh enthralled with with the idea of darkness and is still chasing it albeit at a a very uh sub sub subroutine level
0: yeah at the very least they recognize that it is uh, a threat, a, a potential threat, and like they're trying to do what they do. They're trying to analyze it. Even if, even if analysis is impossible, right? Um, they're going to try anyway. It's just
1: that's their nature. That's just what they do.
0: Mm-hmm. So, uh, with that wonderfully terrifying little grain of knowledge, uh, we skip into Beyond Light. Um, Which, honestly, was not very Vex-heavy in things that were going on. Sure. Um, The big thing that was involving the Vex, although it was kind of tangentially, um, was the strike on Europa. The reopening Uh, of the portal. Yep. So... um, during, you you do this. You can do it in the strike playlist now, but uh, it was also part of the campaign at the at the time. Beyond light came out. Um, Aramis during the campaign. Aramis reestablishes the portal that connects twenty eighty two Volantis uh, to Europa. Um, and I'm not going to go over what twenty eighty two Volantis is in detail. We talk about it a little bit in the series. We talk about it a lot in the Clovis Bray series specifically um so you can check those out for for more in-depth info but it is a a vex world essentially um I I hesitate un- to
1: say a home world but I'm, it feels I'm, I'm like I'm going to call it, it home world.
0: But <laughs> yeah it, it feels like the closest thing we've gotten to a vex home world anyway sure Um, But this was a portal originally established by Clovis Bray. This is how he farmed uh, Radiolaria to use uh, to create Exos. And then it was it was shut down uh, by a very long and bloody battle uh, at the hands of Elsie and Banshee and uh, a few other members that were a part of their their group. Aramis is reestablishing this connection at this point in the story as kind of a Hail Mary to uh, try and eliminate the Guardians, kind of having the mindset at this point in the campaign of like, you know, if I can't stop you, at least I'll take you with me kind of thing. Sure. Um, And so she opens this portal, the Vex come pouring through. Um, Our guardian, with uh, the help of Elsie Bray, is successful in fighting the the Vex back, Uh, but not before Aramis is able to harvest all of the Radiolaria that pooled in that room um, as part of opening that portal. And uh, I thought this was kind of interesting. Apparently there is a voice line from the original campaign uh for that mission of the campaign that seems to um point to that radiolaria being drained uh in order for it to then be shipped over to the deep stone crypt and convert atrax into an exo. Oh
1: okay so that's that's why atrax is what atrax is yeah that's that's where all the
0: radial area came from was from that uh that mission or or strike
1: i mean that makes sense because like if if they just had it in the deep stone crypt like they wouldn't have a need to open the portal anyway right like, i i know I, the opening of the portal is kind of like that two-part thing like one release vex into the into the wild and now the guardians have to deal with something else while aramis can go do her secret secret squirrel stuff Um, and then part two i i knew i knew it was draining somewhere i didn't realize that Ar- Aramis was the one draining it specifically to cart it off to DSC so then she could make Atrax in, A Trax in what A Trax is into it. The first, uh, presumably only. I don't know, does Tanix count? Tanix kind of counts. No. Uh, <laughs> he half counts, right? <laughs> a, sh- a shank is a shank is not exactly exotech, but <laughs> no, no, um, uh, but yeah, to make the first, uh, and presumably only um exo fallen um mm-hmm. that being atrax, tracks a one but had to had to have the radiolarian from somewhere so why not yep. why not open the portal and then now it's all there cool now i've got a draining process for it that's already all that all these systems are in place they were built back in the golden age by clovis so now aramis can just take advantage of it and be like okay now i'm going to go do what i'm going to go do the thing mm-hmm. um now, those two minds that were in there as part of that strike, are they important minds? Or they they just happen to like, come through and be like, oh, God, this is a big thing. Deal with it.
0: Yeah. As far as I could tell, they did not appear to be important in any meaningful way to the, the larger goings-on. Like they weren't in charge um, of any
1: type of sub, subroutines or anything like that? Doesn't they seem like They were divisive it. level minds?
0: No, I mean clearly they were access mines, um, but I I think it they were access mines that were probably the original ones leading the charge to uh, against Clovis way back oh, when, and they've sure. just been you know their program has been dormant until there was a need for them again.
1: Sure, and that like that makes sense for the Vex too. Like they they wouldn't dismantle it; they would just be like, "Hey, in case this happens again, we've already got a subroutine built for it. Execute subroutine." Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: But, um yeah, so that, that's kind of the only real meaningful uh, presence that the Vex have in Beyond Light.
1: The only other thing that, that, I, that I have to say about Beyond Light, uh, and specifically Europa, is mm-hmm. the um, Vex structures that are inside the Nexus section of Europa are insanely similar to the Pyramidian style. Uh, they are. And I've always been curious, like, is is there a connection there? Is this is this because the, the Pyramidian is on Io, which is a moon of Jupiter, right? Or is that a moon uh, of Saturn? Is Io Jupiter? I think Io is Jupiter. Um and Europa is also Jupiter. So I was curious if they're building yes. a giant a giant portal. Like using the moons as as like connecting points for a giant portal to open over jupiter Um, that would be fucking insane like that'd be cool as shit but that would be like i don't how would the guardians deal with a force like that like that's a insane idea (sighs) but it seems it seems plausible for the vex because again those 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 structures are extremely similar and we still don't really truly have an idea of what those structures do
0: Right. Um so just to confirm for you, yes, Jupiter. You were correct. Yeah. Yeah, I I there's there's a lot of environmental storytelling that we can speculate on. Sure. As far as I am aware, there's nothing written nothing to, to tell hard. us. Okay. Like what why they're there, what they do. Um It just
1: it just I've always found it super interesting that that and Io's uh um Vex structures were so similar.
0: It, it is a really interesting uh, comparison. I, and I mean, I guess to a point, like all Vex structures sure. follow the same. Sure. It's like know. all
1: darkness stuff is the same. All hive stuff is the same. Yeah. No, I. Yeah. I, yeah.
0: So there's probably a certain degree of that going on. Uh, but that's not to say that uh, that, you know, maybe that was another entrance to the vault of glass at some point. Sure. Uh, sure. Maybe that was another entrance to the Pyramidian at some point. If you know the Pyramidian, trying to be the kind of the next vault of glass, uh, you know, maybe they did at one point have multiple entries, uh, or it could just be that the Vex that survived the original closing of the the portal and and the fight to get there uh, have just been chilling on Europa, slowly turning it into a machine planet because that's what they do.
1: Right. Um, well, and I guess that's the thing too. Is is could have Europa could Europa have been like a backup plan could, because the IO is taken, and IO's IO's now presumably permanently taken. Um, so could this be another backup plan for the pyramidian, like a backdoor entrance or something that was being built there? I don't know.
0: It it could be. I feel like they've got they've made a lot of progress if they just started on that plan after IO disappeared. <laughs> right,
1: right. It is Vex, uh, so they could have reinserted themselves in IO's past and had that true. much time to build it back up.
0: No, that, that is a very good point. Uh, so like so I said, yeah.
1: when, when it comes to building shit in, in real time, Vex are the most efficient thing possible. Like, they'll just go back, they'll just calculate how long it takes to build it and just go back in time, well, I say back in time, reinsert themselves into that period of history and that and that version of vex will just start building it then and go okay it's mm-hmm. going to take this amount of time to get there once it once it once time catches up with you guys here it is making it look instantaneous
0: yeah no that that's true like building time doesn't really apply it's, it's, it's when it comes to vex architecture. it's non-existent
1: that's what that's what i love about it like the vex are the real story here and we're just a part of it like we just happen to be along for the ride at this point in time. Like whatever all the VEX are building is has already happened in whatever timeline that they've that they've gone backwards in time. And and I, I again not backwards in time, that they've sent that information, relayed that to the Vex of a previous time, has started building whatever needs to be built for the VEX to reach their end goal. And we're just we're just at like the midway build stage of everything. Yeah. That's mind blowing. Yep. So I, I love the Vex. They're so they I, I now love all entities of Destiny, and they're all my friends. <laughs> so uh,
0: a fun little trivia, um, kind of along the same vein. Um, so you know how Vex Minotaurs have that wonderfully annoying habit of Bullshit teleporting. Teleport. Yeah, just as you like shoot your heavy, just as you or, shoot your freaking Nova whatever. at
1: them or something. It's so stupid. <sighs> Yeah, so throw a grenade uh, and it chucks right through them and you're just like, God damn it.
0: In universe, what is happening is the Minotaur, like every time the Minotaur teleports is a time that it died and it sent the information oh, of the de- of that death back to it and the just, previous and just version of itself.
1: By five feet? You yep. gotta be fucking kidding me it goes hey you died here
0: move you know move instead of going that way you're gonna go this way and like those teleports are are meant to showcase real-time real-time
1: communication of vex it is it is oh my god seeing
0: it's seeing its own futures multiple times and trying to avoid us being able to to destroy it
1: dude that's Uh, brilliant i mean that's that's all vex that's why all vex teleport like that's I'm pretty sure all of them. I know Minotaurs do it the worst. Like they're the worst about it, but I'm pretty sure all Vex teleport.
0: Uh, not in the way Minotaurs do. I mean, they, okay. they teleport for transport. Oh, sure, um,
1: sure, 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 sure. Like like but, like when they when they like like transmat in. I put that in quotations because yeah. they don't they don't transmat again. They're just appearing there essentially. Yep. Yeah. Access being accessed from the network at that location.
0: Yeah. So a little little bit of trivia there for you. Um. So technically, every time the Minotaur transport, you know, teleports, you've already killed it you once. Be-
1: you've already be- you've already killed it. You beat it. Yeah. You win.
0: And in a slightly different timeline, you you're done with that fight and moving on to the next room. And good. Just, good you know.
1: job, Guardian.
0: <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So that uh that kind of leaves Beyond Light, and and actually quite a quite a bit. Be after Beyond Light uh, is very vex free (laughs) um they they don't really make a big uh presence in any way uh until we get to season of the splicer
1: that's the next big vex thing this this is like vex centric season like it's it like that whole season we are splicing the network we we are neo we are the matrix
0: (laughs) yeah i was gonna say it it is and it isn't. It, it's one of those way. It's one of those things where uh, the Vex, because they don't care about having a history or a culture or even communication in a classical sense, we only ever can see what is going on with the Vex from the eyes of the things having to deal with them at a given point in time. Uh, and so, season, season of the Splicer was is kind of this odd. Uh, crossroads of like, yes, it's very Vex-centric, but a lot of the stories being told during Season of the Splicer, as far as like the um, lore books and um, the the lore cards on the equipment and those kinds of things, most of those stories are centered around the, what's happening in the city at the time, which is the endless night yeah. and the moving in of the Elixir to the Elixir quarter in the last city.
1: Cause that, that endless night is one of those futures that Osiris showed us. Uh,
0: right? well, he sh- he showed us like everything was dark, like everything the was blacked out across right? the solar
1: system. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I was always under the impression that like the, the 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 that season, the 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 night, you know, constant night and tower was one of Osiris's. Like, I I saw this in one of my. Runthroughs in the in the in the infinite forest, and now it's starting to come to pass. Which then, of course, started panic amongst people. And then you, at the same time, you had Eliksni moving into the city, which then you know pro- provided another outlet for more panic and be like, "Oh, it's the Eliksni doing it!" Like, I know that was that was that was a big thing, or at least that that was my understanding of of the of the of what was happening. No,
0: yeah, I I do think we could. Um, we can maybe look to Osiris's original prophecies um and yeah. and say that you know one of those could could potentially apply uh so probably the closest one would be Osiris's prophecy for the uh that is on the infinite paths eight um gun. I uh, and that prophecy says um they sowed the first now reap the last forever narrows to a line where light will fade into the past when all's converted nothing shines Yeah I, yeah I I so suppose so yeah you you could kind of say that apply that seems to be the closest one I can I can you know at a glance that seems sure. to to line up a uh, a little bit um but and but the thing to remember is that Osiris during season of the Splicer was not actually Osiris.
1: Oh, that's right. This was Savathun. That's right. He was Savasus. Yes, Osustris. Osustris, that's what it was. Osustris. <laughs> this was a season where we got the Deicide gun, and if you if any of you have Deicide in your vault, you're wrong.
0: <laughs> we we're going to talk about it, so you'll find out exactly why. Um, but yeah, so even though the Vex like didn't have story, weren't telling stories amongst themselves or anything like that, um, that's not to say we don't have some information about the Vex and about what we were doing, uh, with them during season of the splicer. So, um, for those unaware season of the splicer started off with the Vex placing a simulation, uh, around the last city. And that was it was a simulation of an eternal night sky, and I, I shouldn't even say night sky because I don't believe there were stars or anything. It was just complete darkness, dark, uh, yeah, blotted out the sun. There was no light, uh, no natural light coming into the city. Um, and the you know the vanguard, I uh, reached out to Mithrax, uh, knowing that Ikora, through her her hidden knowing that he was a Splicer and that he was currently the Kel of the House of Light. Uh, And so she reached out to him in hopes that he could provide assistance uh, with dealing with this Vex simulation that now blanketed the city. Um, Mithrax uh, sends a essentially distress beacon (laughs) back and our guardian uses that to track him down under the you know direction of Ikora. and we find him, uh, and he agree you know find him kind of huddle hunkered down in in a bunker of sorts. Uh, House of Light is being um, tracked and uh, m- attacked over and over and over by the Vex, most likely because the Vex know Mithrax is. Uh, some someone that could undo their simulation. Um, because again, Mithrax is not paracausal. I, although his splicer abilities are, they don't necessarily need to know how the splicer abilities work to know that Mithrax himself is a risk to their plans. Sure. Uh so the Vex are trying to hunt down Mithrax and House of Light. He uh, agrees to assist. But requires our guardian to "quote unquote" blind the Vex, um, from being able to see him in his house to give them a chance to escape Europa. Well, how do we blind the Vex?
1: I unplug the Ethernet cable.
0: <laughs> Although that works on Crota,
1: <laughs> I... <laughs> you you would think that would work on Vex stuff, right? Like you would think. Shut so. the Wi-Fi off. Like, ha ha! Out of the network now. <laughs> Oh man,
0: what do you think the up and down is on the Vex network? That's what I'm
1: saying, dude. It's got to be tr- It's got to be terabytes a second. Like it's got to be insane. It's got to be more than that. It's quantum. Yeah, it's instantaneous. Yeah.
0: It's just the speed of thought.
1: Oh my god. <laughs>
0: Probably faster than the speed of that thought.
1: That me up again. <laughs> oh my god, calculation speeds in the Vex are literally the speed of thought. That's yeah. That's. Oh my God. Like whole worlds are being simulated at that speed.
0: It was pretty crazy.
1: That's that's amazing. That's amazing. Vex are a lot cooler than I give them credit for. Uh,
0: But needless to say, so Mithrax wants us to blind the Vex from being able to to retaliate against Mithrax or or his house. Uh, And so like, how? Uh, Well, Mithrax gives us the answer by um, giving us a splicer gauntlet. Um, and to break away from the vex for a moment, and I uh, go into the Elixney for just a touch. Um, those that watched our Elixney series may already be familiar, and clearly anyone that played the season already familiar with the splicer gauntlet. But to um, give kind of a summary, the splicer gauntlets are a, a kind of they're they're a mechanical uh, means of funneling of of capturing and funneling light energy just ambient light energy um and it takes a lot of uh work and training and um kind of proper care to be able to use for an elixir need to be able to use a splicer gauntlet to interface with light energy and use it to uh do things Um, Those things can be as simple as, um, you know, programming a shank or um, as complex as invading a hostile network. Uh, So we are gifted with a splicer gauntlet and the guardians are uniquely equipped to use a splicer gauntlet because we do not need to gather ambient light energy from, you know, the... The world around us, uh, we are we just, we just the font a direct, of uh, 6A, energy. We have a
1: direct conduit, <laughs> tapped right into that. Yeah. That vex ne- that ne- or sorry, not that vex network. Tapped right into that light network is what we are. Yes,
0: um, so it is much easier for us to use the gauntlet and to use the gauntlet um, much more heavy-handedly than an elixir probably. Would. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and this allows us to interface with the vex network which the vex now like we we are entering kind of a a parallel reality uh when we enter the vex network
1: is i i always equate it to this to uh, to the ascendant plane like it's very very similar yeah style i I would say um or not style It's very similar um reality i guess it's
0: yeah, and it's 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 hard to quantify because it's not necessarily a different I mean, I suppose maybe it is a different dimension, but it is it that's, is a that's the
1: way I think of it as.
0: It, it is in every way
1: possible
0: like jacking into the matrix.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's a digitized version of the of reality. Yes. Yeah. Um Ooh, so I like we, that. I made a thing and I and I really like the way I worded it there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we we get into the Vex network um forcibly <laughs> using yeah. the yeah. splicer gauntlet, uh literally punching a hole that we jump through.
1: I love it that that it's that. Like it's 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 a literal hole being punched into yes. into reality and then you're in the you're in the network.
0: I uh, and now, another thing to, to quantify here, we're in the VEX network, but they very specifically say multiple times during the season, we are only in the outer nexus yeah. of the VEX network. So we are not deep down, like, we don't have the ability to, to get at the heart of what the VEX are thinking and caring we, about. We, we just, are on we that very access, surface, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're not we're not admins in this we're system.
1: We're not admins in this system.
0: If anything, we're on a guest account. That's exactly uh, what it is.
1: <laughs> a guest account that we punched our way into. <laughs> yes.
0: We have no install rights. We're lucky if we can do updates.
1: That's what I'm saying. Uh, like you <laughs> You have you have Microsoft Word. No, you don't have you have notepad. That's it. Yeah. That's all you got.
0: Um so we are right on the outer edges of this network. Um, but that's enough to do some things to to interact with the data that is hasn't been processed all the way down the chain yet. Um, and so on this outer nexus, we hunt down the mind, uh, I guess the digital presence of the axis mind, wherever it exists physically um, we hunt it down in the outer network, or in the outer nexus, uh, and slay it so that the kind of the the conductor, the coordinator for the forces of Vex that are hunting Mithrax, uh, no longer have that that directing force, um, allowing for House Light to uh, evacuate successfully. Um, in the killing of that, uh, it's called the Curator Mind. Um, in the destruction of that, we acquire a piece of of it yeah they they call it living code in the game um but we we kind of we acquire a piece of the vex algorithm that cre that made up this mind
1: dude that's that's mind blowing like that's we're talking the original algorithm that's existed since the beginning since before the beginning of time, yeah, since previous universes have existed in the garden in the garden game we've acquired a part of that that's mind-blowing
0: it's pretty it's pretty awesome and we take that uh that piece of code back to mithrax uh and as a a means of study of the vex processes and how they work and maybe to get some more access to try and um stop this simulated darkness that is over the city uh, and before we go further with the seasonal storyline, I, I just want to point out what, what, we have, what the Guardian essentially is doing is literally entering the VEX network and quote-unquote deleting code to yep. prevent the VEX collective from seeing or acting upon certain things that would have been present in that code.
1: I like it. I, that's, that's that's super cool, but we're doing it in a physicality sense, like right. We're we're shooting a a thing, but we're shooting code, like <laughs> That's super neat. Yeah, that's super neat. So we are there, the bugs in the system. I love we it. We
0: are the bugs in the system. Uh, there are a couple of really interesting lore cards that lean into and show this happening. Um, so we're gonna read through those. The first one comes to us from the. Uh, Exotic Sidearm, Cryosthesia 77K. Um, And the lore card on that goes like this. She crouched behind a sandstone boulder in the canyon basin and tried desperately to focus. She clasped her lower hands together and squeezed. The feeling of pressure grounded her made it possible to ignore the blood that flowed from the wound in her thorax. She could hear the vex coming closer, their metal feet screeching against stone. She raised her dominant hand and the thin spindles of her splicer gauntlet clacked into place and began to spin. She envisioned the light surrounding, and then she winced as weapons fire impacted the boulder at her back turned as it split apart and for a moment through the hot blowing sand and choking dust she faced down an army she closed her eyes she saw the vex targeting field sweep over her flashing crimson and white she shifted it with a wave of her hand and a hundred shots flew wide she felt dozens of vex shaped gaps appear in the air behind her and consolidated them and the Vex materialized in the same location, and the fused metal mass fell heavily to the ground. She looked over the gleaming field of enemies. The light provides, she thought, and the next volley of Vex fire curved around her. The gauntlet on her wrist thrummed as a small portal opened in the air in front of her. She reached inside, felt the familiar shape of a short-term cortical conflux cube, and visualized crushing it in her hand. A flash of light played over the red eyepieces of the Vex, and they marched forward in lockstep, searching for a target they could no longer see. She stepped to the side as they passed her, and as the last Minotaur stomped out of the canyon, she reached again into the portal. She willed their knowledge of mistrax to her fingertips she uh, saw an image of his skiff fl- flying low over the ice framed in the minds of the european vex she pictured their awareness as a glass plane and envisioned it cracking splintering into fragments of and inside the portal dark threads wrapped around her wrist She visualized them snapping as she struggled to withdraw her hand, but they stuck like pitch. She saw them crumbling under harsh light, but the dust wet itself with her blood and dried around her hand. She saw the light, but all she felt was the cold, dark, freezing around her, holding her fast. And in the distance the Vex turned as one to face her once again. And that's the end of that lore card. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> so this is a Elixney. Um, she mentions having multiple pairs of arms. Um, this is an elixni on a different planet, uh, a dry, arid planet, uh, who is also a Splicer, similar to Misrax. And she's using her splicer abilities to i uh, like at first send all of the vex targeting wide of her location so that their shots don't hit and then eventually removing their ability to see her altogether
1: i I like that visualization of that like she it it truly shows like what a what a splicer is doing um in a in a visual sense of like she is she is imagining that information as a crystal and then crushes the crystal which then shatters all the information about her therefore the vex don't even perceptualize her exactly. because they they have no more knowledge of her anymore that's that's super neat i like that
0: yeah it it's really cool and and it sounds like she's trying um to maybe find misrax via the vex in yeah. addition to also doing for him what she did for herself, at least temporarily. Just just delete the code uh, of him. Just say right.
1: they have no knowledge of him now.
0: They don't know who he is. They don't know he exists. They cannot see him. They have no reason to go after him. But something else I was gonna is ask, in the network. What the fuck?
1: Reached out and grabbed her.
0: So something with dark threads, uh, dark tendrils that's in the Vex network uh, but Cthulhu. is not, but is not affected by her manipulations of the network.
1: I guess it, I guess it'd be vexthulu.
0: <laughs> we will see who it was, uh, and I'm guessing some people have have an idea already. I was excited this, uh, this whole
1: time we've been des- describing this season. I remember a specific, very specific entity <laughs> that we beat at the end of it, and, and again, I I put "beat" in quotations. Yeah so yeah um but i'm being patient i'm i've learned my lesson myth
0: yep but uh so we have this one instance of another splicer um using their splicer gauntlet accessing the vex network to remove kind of key um data components uh the other one that i the other example that i want to read through um comes to us from the lore card of the null composure uh fusion rifle uh and it goes like this. The five splicers sat motionless around the small access point that jutted from the dark stone. It pulsed softly, checked and rechecked the permissions that summoned it, and then pushed a data spike solidly into the vexed domain. The splicers' consciousnesses spiraled into the network, and they immediately sensed the colors changing around them they were being hunted exclusion fields manifested and chased them sizzling over the data plains as they passed with a confident laugh Grainslayer blinked into a silver fractal of unbound light and the field shattered and split to follow him chronicle kell spun cool blue towers of mandatory protocols stretching into infinity and then duplicated his trace and sent himself, hurling down all possibilities at once. The domain chugged and hitched as he moved. Anomaly focused his light and caught a bucking ripple of the domain, pushed and pried a crack into the deep cipher beneath. Collide and corrosion plunged through corrosion her light a scythe tore fiercely at the smothering strands of replicating data Clyde reached into the blinding heart of the domain grasping at the decompiling wisps feeling them retract from his access he centered himself and willed the correct strand to appear before him and it took all his strength and skill to bend it to change a single one into a zero. And as he thought it, it happened. The access point dissipated, leaving the five splicers back in the dark stone room. They turned to collide, and when he nodded, they all collapsed into joyful, relieved laughter. They had succeeded. They had erased the Vex's knowledge of Misrax's daughter, Ido. Clyde caught his breath and shrugged with false modesty. Provoke the amendium, he began. Perish the residium, corrosion finished for him, before she too fell into a fit of laughter once more. That's the end of that one.
1: Wouldn't it be awesome if it was that easy to change code? Like, I know it is (laughs) easy to change code, but, like, wouldn't it be awesome if that's, like, how you change code? And that... You just like think it and will it into you, you. That zero is a one, and that one is a zero now. Arr, and it <laughs> happens. Like, wouldn't that be awesome? Uh, Dude, I love, I love, I love this lore. Like, ah, ah, yay!
0: So, I do want to point out another fun Easter egg with this lore card. Um, this is a hundred and ten percent. A reference to the 1995 movie titled Hackers.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> oh my God! It's the five of them.
0: Yeah. Holy shit! Uh, and you, you have. Um, Get yeah, the fuck you have, out of here! You have. That's the same saying that
1: they say. Oh my God!
0: Yeah. In in the uh, in the the. Um,
1: dude Bungie's a bunch of fucking nerds (laughs) if you know if you know the movie hackers like you're you're a nerd i'm calling you out right now like (laughs) i know the movie and i'm a nerd my wife knows the movie and she's a nerd i'm calling everyone if any if all of you listeners out there know the movie we're talking about you're a nerd and you need to accept it
0: yeah so in in the movie for those unaware in the movie their their little saying is mess with the best die with the rest Which. Yeah, you know, for the uh splicers here, it's provoke the Amendium, perish as the residium. Yep. Uh yep. the the names are also plays. So um some of the character names from hackers were like crash override and acid burn. <laughs> and here we have collide and corrosion. Oh so, shit,
1: dude. Yeah. I'm i gonna have to show my wife that one. she will lose it.
0: Yeah, it's just Fun, fun little Easter eggs that I'm—I'm I'm quite happy they—they uh, they have that kind of stuff in here.
1: If you know that, if you know that movie, you are a nerd, and you need to accept it. <laughs> oh, it's accepted. Believe it. It is accepted, <laughs> accepted and per perpetuated. Is that the right word? Sure. Why not? Sure. Why not? <laughs> uh mess with the best, die with the red. Oh my God! Now I want to go watch <laughs> Hackers
0: well now you've got your now i've got a reason yep
1: it's such a cheesy Uh, movie too it's it's oh it is cheesy 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 movie like it's oh my god that is a cheesy 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 movie
0: is peak 90s like campy cheesy
1: It it is
0: in in all the best
1: ways but it's good it's good
0: Uh, but enough about that. Back to, back to Vex. Sorry. (laughs) You you can't tangent me. And then
1: you just can't dangle your keys in front of me. Dangly, 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 dangly. And I go, Oh, look squirrels. Yeah.
0: So, uh, so no, so this is showing like splicers, even non guardian splicers in the case of the, at least the Elixir. um, They, they can also just reach into the Vex network and alter it and delete things and change things. Um, that's, that's in big, very meaningful ways.
1: That's, that's a big deal for the Vex network because, again, you're talking the entirety of the, all the Vex that have ever existed and ever will exist all have that knowledge. That's a shit ton of knowledge to try to gather into a single point and, and remove it.
0: Yeah, and it's important to note that the, the Splicer gauntlets, even when they're not wielded by a Guardian, they are powered by light. They are yeah. powered by paracausal energy. I think which that's the only reason why, that they could. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think that is the only reason why they are able to do that. And why the A also why the Vex can't stop them from doing
1: yeah. it is because
0: that, it's paracausal.
1: Because otherwise they would just re-simulate it and just reinsert the data. Like it'd be a it'd be a constant battle nonstop. But for the yeah. splicers, it's just a one and done type deal. Like now, what's interesting here is that they delete the information. I I was under the impression that they were deleting information of Mithrax here, but they specifically d- delete the information about Ido.
0: Yes, uh, the first lore reading was deleted, or was looking for information about Mithrax, and I think going to delete it, but wasn't able to. But then got caught. Um, and in this one, they're specifically going after uh, information about Ido
1: and deleting it, and, and being successful, for my understanding. Yes, yes. So the Vex have no knowledge of Ido.
0: Apparently not. I mean, I suppose if they come across Ido Again. after this yeah. point, like she'll, you know, they'll know that she is a thing that exists, but they'll have to rebuild yeah. all their Re-learn information about everything. her.
1: Oh my god! Wow. Yeah. that's that's pretty powerful like that's like so and and again not to not to really harp on this like idea of how the vex network works that means that like every simulation they have of her doesn't exist
0: presumably because they they're not accounting for her in their simulations because they don't know that she's a thing
1: any timeline where this has happened any any uh, anywhere where she has existed is just a blank spot it's, it's 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 not even like corrupt data it's just a null spot there is nothing there dude that's that's fuck dude dude the implications <laughs> of that is like huge like it if is. you could just delete someone from the vex network as if they didn't exist that's huge yeah
0: that's it's pretty it's it, you kind of like doing to the vex it's kind of like reversing what the Vex do it's in like literal, Vault of Glass or literally something. Literally what you know? they're
1: doing to you in Vault of Glass. And you're like, how's the taste of your own medicine?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, so needless to say, uh, you know, the Guardians are mastering this use of the Splicer Gauntlet, uh, understanding that, yes, they can also enter these Vex systems. They can interact with things. They can delete and destroy Things within the network, um, and uh, and they're they're kind of coming to terms with that uh, and how to best utilize it. I uh, and for you know throughout the entirety of the season, which could you know weeks or months, um, the guardians are continuing to infiltrate this outer nexus layer of the vex network uh, and destroy the various oppressive and subjective vex mines that they are finding there uh in order to um collect more of this more of these code samples to give to mithrax mithrax is using them to try and decipher how to uh what what is the cause of this endless night how do we stop it all that um but that's not to say that the vex are 100 percent on the defensive here um so clearly they initiated conflict with the uh, you know, bringing about the the darkness over the city, um, but more than that, they are also doing what they can to gather information about the city, and uh, perhaps try and sow some seeds of their own. Yeah. Um. So if we look at the lore card on the Pletius Corrector which was a uh, scout rifle that came out with Season of the Splicer, I, we see that the Vex have some, some plans uh, as well. So the lore card for it goes like this. The Endless Night. What is it? What does it do? We may not have all the answers, but here is, here's what we do now. Remote scans of the Endless Night either failed to return data or returned contradictory data. This behavior suggested an emittance of electromagnetic disruption, which indicated that this is more than a simulation projected over the city. Confirmation of this disruption has occurred as every probe sent into the clouds, even shielded ones, experienced acute electrical overload within seconds. Now, having confirmed the existence of the EM field, we have reached a new hypothesis in our re-evaluation of our initial scans. We believe that they are not, in fact, receiving contradictory data, but a scrambling of our own scans rewritten with new information. These scans are subsequently being bounced back to us, and are infiltrating our systems via rooting programs masquerading as collected data. Anyone wondering how they've managed to shut down our power distribution and water purification facilities without firing a single shot needs look no further. They set a trap, and we sprang it. This information absolutely must be aired to the rest of the consensus. Some of my colleagues believe the actual night visualization is meant to be a means of psychological warfare. Whether that is intended or not is unclear, though there has undoubtedly been an effect on the population, as reports of illness and sleep loss have spiked considerably. I have moved to cease all data collection, but I have repeatedly been overridden by higher clearances, I must again recommend that we sever all connections and terminate any data collection sweeps. We are digging our own graves otherwise. Whatever executive still has that uplink running, knock it off. You're playing with fire here. Signed, the Future War Cult Research and Development Head, Arsha Saeed
1: and that's the end of that one. I mean that's how counterintelligence works. Like it, 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 it's 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 in order for the Vex or in order for the city to be able to like say what is out there they have to have like a known data point. And so like to create a known, now you have all the information you need. And the Vex are the most efficient thing that is going to re re uh, uh, reverse hack it. And go, okay, well, now that we have a known data point, now we have everything we need to simulate. And now they have infinite time to simulate it. And so yeah, this is this is this is the exact reason that the whole like loose lips sink ships thing. <laughs> that's this that's what's <laughs> happening here. Uh yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's not just that the Vex are uh simulating, although I'm sure they are, they're they're actively sending essentially Trojans. Yeah. I uh, back in the data that the the quote unquote bad data yep. that's being bounced back to the the research teams. This count, you know, counterintelligence
1: 101. That's all yeah. that's, <laughs> that's what this is. This is espionage. Counterintelligence 101 is what this is.
0: And so now the Vex have an access point to the network within the city.
1: Bad. Again.
0: And yes. And apparently by this reading have shut down power distribution, and water purification in the city.
1: Yeah. Via so that's, these back doors. That's that's the thing that blows my mind, too, is like, we, like, the Eternal Night was over the city, but we as Guardians could still leave the city. Right. Which I... I, I the Vex had to have allowed it. Well... Right? Or because I of the thi- way we transmit it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, I don't think the Vex probably had a way to get around... Our paracausal selves sure, leaving sure, the city, sure, sure. like, uh, you know, maybe, maybe the power of the light overcame. Uh, you the, you wrap the signal in the light, EM. and then there you now now it's right. a
1: paracausality signal. Now they can't simulate that. There, therefore, they can't mess with it. Sure. Yeah. I can I can, uh, I can believe that.
0: Yeah. You know, or like you said, maybe it's just like maybe we can literally transmit to our ship even if it's in orbit or something, sure. and then you know there there's no physical barrier there, Um, but. The general populace, they don't have that as an option.
1: Right. Like, there are humans they... in the city. There's, there's like right. non light. Like, that's the whole point of the city. It is all of humanity.
0: So it, it was this case of like, they're, they're, they're trapped in the dark for they don't know how long. Right. Uh, and now they've lost water purification and now they're starting to lose power distribution when like that's their only source of light is coming from, you know, their street lamps and and what not. Uh, so panic and chaos. Yeah, and and you know, the Avian says here like they believe it's it's psychological warfare. It is
1: absolutely psychological is. warfare. 100% it is. I'm telling you right now that it is. Um and
0: uh and we can we can even see uh, some of the, the effects of that psychological warfare happening in uh, some of the, the civilians. Um, so if we look at the lore card for the grid skipper pulse rifle, uh, which also came out with splicer, uh, it gives us a little peek into that. Um, and this one goes like this. He heard something and snapped awake. There it was again the skittering of clawed feet above him. In a moment, he'd grabbed the pulse rifle from near the door and was outside. He saw nothing but the lip of the tar paper roof against the undulating night sky. But that didn't mean anything. They could turn invisible. Everyone knew that. They could just be standing there, one or two or a dozen, staring down at him. He looked for shimmering outlines, but his vision was filled by the swaying grid of dark purple night. He squinted as a ripple rolled high overhead, and the grid seemed to move closer, like an enormous sheet settling over the city. A wave of pressure pushed down, building in his sinuses. He pressed a hand to his eyes. A deep thrum filled his head, and he heard their claws on the walls around him. Their hissing laughter. He turned toward the street, weapon raised. He felt his heart thudding in his chest and sweat beating on his back. Another noise someone pounding on glass behind him. He spun, and one of them was in his house, looking at him through the window. His sweaty fingers fumbled to turn the safety off as it opened its mouth and. Dad? The fallen said. You're standing in the garden. He looked down dumbly. Cherry tomatoes crushed beneath his bare feet. His son yelled again, no longer a fallen, merely irritated and half-asleep child. Come back inside. Hand shaking, he stepped out of the garden. He fought the urge to look into the sky as he walked back. Into the house. And that's the end of that one.
1: Fuck me, dude. Jesus. That shit got real, real quick. (laughs) I wasn't ready for that one, man. I I had a feeling like where it was going, and then it went a different direction, and I was not ready.
0: (laughs) So needless to say...
1: Psychological warfare works. It's getting to people. It's literally Uh... getting to people.
0: So, and not only uh, are they dealing with the just standard psychological warfare of an eternal night and no power and no water, uh, no clean water at least, Um, there's also another layer to this. So, in addition to the Vex pushing out these uh, essentially Trojan horses uh, in the code to mess with these infrastructure systems, they're also transmitting something uh, and we can see what that something is from the shotgun the deicide
1: no no <laughs> don't
0: do it Beth. so uh the deicide lore card reads like this encoded private ping via hdn proxy router Ikora, Cora, thought you'd want to see this. It presents as binary in our systems, but something is splicing hashes in. I put it in the tower's Nexus ISO feed. It's all over the FWC networks and elsewhere. My guess is the lettering indicates some kind of audible tone code pattern, but I haven't listened to it. One of my subordinates has isolated minor pitch fluctuations represented here as the hashtag signs. These are foreign elements to an otherwise normal binary code. See the attached report for archival information. So that's the end of the lore card, but what.
1: Yeah, this is literally Savathun's song is imprinted on this thing. Yeah, so those hashtags I... are sharps and flats, and the the letters are just the 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 notes. It's yep. it's Savathun's song is literally yep. being imprinted and encoded. So if you have the aside in your vault right now, you are you are that songs exist, and therefore she has control. Like, nope, nope. Do not like. Do not like. <laughs> delete. Delete
0: so yes yeah, so what what you can't uh see um is that the deicide, uh the the uh, code that they're referring to in the lore card is this giant block of binary just ones and zeros with um pound signs every now and then or hashtags every now and then uh and if you decode this it decodes into musical notes and those musical notes play out to be Savathun's song.
1: Bad, Uh, bad. And so
0: we have the psychological warfare aspect of just the normal psychological warfare aspect of it. And then in addition to that, Savathun's song is now being seeded across the networks of the city And we know that Savathun's song offers Savathun a certain level of influence over those that hear it. Uh, And it's very possible that she is using that influence at this time to just crank people's paranoia meter up even more.
1: That's no good. No good. No good can come of this myth.
0: (laughs) You're not wrong.
1: Um, I mean, that's that's the whole thing. Like uh where where god was it was it that same season maybe it was i don't remember where where shaq sings it and and he's like I'm on the moon <laughs> it's made of cheese and he's like Ares taught me that song and Eris is like I have no idea what the fuck he's talking about yeah like he uh, she has no recollection of that ever happening ever and it's like dude you you're being fed some shit and you are lapping it up. You need to stop. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that happened during season of the splicer. I think, I think it was all the um, way back in Shadow
1: Keep for some reason. It
0: may have been. I I know, have was, been I know it was I know it was an
1: old one. It was an old mission for some exotic. I can't remember what the exotic was. Maybe it was Traveler's Chosen. Maybe it was I don't I don't know. I don't remember. I I don't remember which exotic specifically it was for, but I just remember you're going through the ruins of uh um of Twilight Gap and then like towards the end of it that's what plays and and yep. yeah it's it's a whole thing with him and Saint 14 and Osiris and they're all talking to each other and and Osiris or Saints like sing me a song and he's like fine and that's what he that's what he sings so yeah the fact yep. that the fact that Sabathun's song is being a spliced into every part of the Vanguard network is bad and is being uh now now it's being transmitted out or it's or it's being transmitted back in.
0: Uh it is part of what's coming in okay. to
1: the the city. So it's being um, it's, and, it's part of spreading the spreading throughout horses. the networks. Yeah. 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 Worm worm uh, style. Yep. <laughs> Trojan horse into a worm packet. Now it's just Sabbath's song is everywhere. Makes it easier for it to influence everyone in the city.
0: Yes, and uh actually during season of the splicer there is a um kind of song or or anthem that is being um sung by some of the civilians in the city near the end of the season that is is to the tune of Savathûn's song. Uh so just confirming all that all bad. The the general populace has heard it. <laughs> all
1: bad. All bad. And and it's now her song is it again I know this is <laughs> tangent time uh (laughs) that's that's what we should just do (laughs) tangent time uh now her song is obviously that's like the main theme song that plays for destiny like all of all of us as players have had it playing in our head for 10 years uh which is not a good thing uh it's it is a it is a form of hive magic right
0: yeah, it is similar. It's described as being similar um, to the Ahamkara's uh, anathema. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it, it is the, you know, the oh, you know, oh, oh noun mine. Noun mine, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And a- actually, another small tangent. Sabathun says that to us again uh, in the most recent season. If you go back and play through the Savathun Spire, uh, there are some dialogues where she refers to us as oh murderer mine. Yep. Yep. Um, so another she's, she's, fun trivia. Fucker, fuckery, fuckery everywhere. It's <laughs> happening. But uh, but yeah. So it, it is a form of anathema. It is a form of like giving uh very subtle control
1: over, like, like not quite something. possession of something, but like able no. to exert some type of of influence.
0: Yeah, it, it's not like she can control you know their minds and bodies, but it's right. a like she can make a suggestion and they will be more inclined to listen to what she's saying than maybe common sense would otherwise dictate.
1: All bad. All bad. All bad.
0: Uh, But so that's not to say it's all doom and gloom in the city. No, it is. It is. (laughs) Because there is one very enterprising guardian out there that has learned what these Splicer Gauntlets do and has really taken Misrax's directions to heart and is deciding to try and use this Splicer Gauntlet in what he thinks is the best way possible. Uh, And so we're going to look at what he's doing in uh, the ghost shell, the Zero Nero shell. Uh, And the lore card for that goes like this. Jeweler held his arms wide and concentrated. On the low table before him sat a pair of well worn boots. The blades of the splicer gauntlet on his wrist whirred softly. Basque, determined to ignore him, floated over to the window and began checking crucible scores. I picture the light around these old boots jeweler said solemnly i picture you don't have to actually say it Basque said pulling his shell down over his eye in a decent approximation of a scowl i picture the light bending jeweler said louder i see it feeding back into reality in a perfect loop I strum the threads of the physical plane. I bend the light. I reshape it in my mind. And he closed his eyes tightly and whispered, and geomag stabilizers. And the gauntlet blades clattered limply to rest as he opened his eyes and looked at his boots and grunted. Bass hovered over his shoulder. You know, I could get you a second-hand pair from the market without much. Misrax said, we shape the light with our will. Julia sighed as he adjusted the settings on his gauntlet. I just, I just have to change one tiny value of reality from geomag stabilizers no to geomag stabilizers yes. Look, kid, I'm starting to think I didn't res all of your brains last time, Basque said. Look, right now, I'm visualizing you being quiet, Julier said as he held his arms wide. (sighs) Again, I picture the light around these old boots. And that's the end of that lore card.
1: Is is he the reason why we got it nerfed? <laughs> was it was it working as intended? And then somebody was like, "Hey, what if I directed the light into it?" And then when I sprint, I get my super back. And then Bungie heard word of this and was like, "Wait a second, no, cut that shit out."
0: Uh, well, I think what's happening is he just has a pair of old dusty boots and he's trying to turn, trying them, to turn into them into Geomag stabilizers okay. nope. using okay. the splicer gauntlet.
1: Okay. Nope. I got you. I got you. He's trying to will that perfect God roll into it too. I, yeah. I see what's going on here. Yeah. I see. Okay. I I couldn't tell if he was like, if he's the reason that Geomags was, did, did what they did before and then now it's like, oh, well, nope, can't have that. This is why we can't have nice things because kids like to splice the network and break it i do i do i do like the idea of just some dude sitting over these an old dusty pair of boots and he's like geomag stabilizers and then like opens his eyes and they're still old dusty boots and he's like visualize stabilizers nope nope still not there every time he opens he's just waiting for it to just appear as a as a set of exotics and he's like yeah exotics for everyone
0: (laughs) Someone really didn't want to run lost sectors. Is he all not. I. He did not. All I'm
1: seeing. <laughs> I do. I do miss GeoMags, but I've 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 grown accustomed to, to Getaway Artists. I say grown accustomed. I, I, I don't. I can't live life without Getaway Artists. Amplified on demand. It's just. It's too good, man. It feels real good.
0: It's pretty fun. I'm I'm personally a fan of Fallen Sunstar. I know it doesn't fit the fashion, but its effects are great.
1: Oh, that one is that one is spicy.
0: So, uh, not all doom and gloom in the city. There's one enterprising guardian trying to make exotics for himself uh, with. I mean, the it, power it, of if the...
1: he if he could do it, it'd, it'd be great.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I feel like he has maybe missed a little bit of the lesson Mistrax was trying to teach, but uh, this, you know,
1: I was gonna say this this felt slightly religious, like there's like <laughs> the. The light provides, and he's like, Okay, so the light's gonna make me a millionaire. Let's go. I'm just gonna will it into making me a millionaire. Like, I feel like that's yep. what's happening here. Is he's received the message and misinterpreted it into like <laughs> a personal gain. It's like, that's not little, little how bit. this works, a
0: little bit. Yeah, uh, I, I love, I like his, uh, his, his justification is like look it's like flipping a one to a zero i yeah. just need to change geomag stabilizer no yeah to geomag stabilizer yes
1: yeah it's it's that simple yeah again coding uh, is this easy kids it's
0: just a boolean it's, it's all he's bo-
1: all coding is boolean. <laughs> fuck off you get out of here you get out of here with that logic <laughs> it's all boolean logic get out of here go home myth you're uh, drunk
0: so, needless to say, uh, throughout our guardians, uh, many dives into the Vex network to get more and more of this living code. Uh, and other enterprising guardians at home, uh Mithrax is uh, eventually has gathered enough information to decode that the architect behind the endless night is none other than the taken Vex mind, Quoria blade transform. Get
1: the fuck out of here. See, I knew that's where this was going. I remembered that specifically, because, like, Mm -hmm. my whole thought when we were fighting Quaria was, like, is this the real Quaria? I mean, we
0: don't necessarily have the answer to that question even now. That's what I'm saying. Not definitively.
1: And so, like, that's the other part of reason why... So. Again, to kind of remind everyone, Coria was gifted to a taken Coria. Like Oryx took Coria after after you know sowing g- chaos in, in in the Ascendant Plane and in, in in Daddy's in Daddy's room. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, took it and then gifted it to Savathun and it was like, "Have fun." And then that's that was it. Like that was the last we heard of it. Like there's that yep. whole like truth to power book, and like is Quoria the battery for the dream City? That's a whole thing that we're gonna cover eventually. Um, but this is like the first time we've heard of it, but or heard of it since then. And so that's like the key thing is is this is Quoria a taken Quoria under the control of Savathun? So that definitely gives us a reason as to why Savathun's song is being fed back into the city. Hmm.
0: Uh, this also explains those black tendrils that came oh, yeah. out of the Vex network to... Straight Taken. Yep, to prevent that that Elixney Splicer from being able to finish the um, deletion of Misrax's information is because Quoria, you know, Taken powers don't care about what you're trying to do with the Vex network. They're just going to work. Yep. Uh, and so that, yeah, that, that Splicer did not have a good time of it. I don't uh, think they made it. I think yeah. they died. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they did. I think they uh, died, man.
1: <laughs> I think as soon as all those Vex turned and looked at her, like that was, that was it. That was game over.
0: Yeah. You got caught with
1: your hand in the cookie jar, and now it's trapped there for all eternity. Good luck. Yeah.
0: But So we have identified Quoria is the uh, mind-controlling this endless night and all of the Vex that are trying to keep this endless night running. Quoria has instituted themselves as the axis mind for this project. And, um, what's interesting about that is that if we go back and we think about all of the hive or excuse me, all the Vex minds that we were, uh, killing to get code pieces prior to this, were called either oppressive minds or subjective minds, um, which Quoria isn't exactly part of the Vex network anymore. Right. And so one could could maybe extrapolate Quoria is uh, forcing this certain group of Vex to follow its directions over the directions of the
1: broader network. I believe it. Quoria is for for lack of a better term, taking. Yeah, in, in like, a way. Taking taking in a way that isn't paracausal. Yes. Yeah,
0: taking control for sure. Yeah, 100%. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: So um, this reveals to the Vanguard, you know, Quoria and by extension, Savathun are the masterminds behind the Endless Knight. Uh, with this info, Misrax is, now that he has a target to be looking for, uh, he is able to specifically access the Vex network with the intention of find Quaria. Uh, so he is able to track down where Quaria is, and is able to manipulate the Vex network enough to lock Quaria into that section of the Vex network. Um, with Quaria then trapped our guardian is able to traverse the network to get to that spot. They are stuck in, uh, do battle and destroy them. Uh, and the reason why, uh, we, we brought up before and, and some other, you know, general consensus, general discussion around this, this mission, the question of like, did we really kill Quoria comes from two, two main things. Uh, the first being, Quoria may be taken, but still a Vex in the Vex network. It'd be very easy for Quoria to simulate itself. And I, uh, especially with Savathun directing it to, to deceive us in, in that way. Um, and kind of adding a little fuel to that fire, although it's a little spin is when you actually kill Quiria, uh in the mission, Quoria's body does not explode. Like every other vex in the game, their body, their you know, you kill a hydra, their body goes through like the the death and explosion animation, and Quaria, just if I recall correctly, just kind of crumples to the ground. Yep, but doesn't explode. So that has fueled a lot of people going like,
1: Did, did we, we really, really do kill Coria? Yeah, I'm I'm inclined to believe that we did because again, I th- I think. I think Coria was just a means for Sabathune to, to, to do more of what she was doing. Because again, yeah, we have to remember at this point in time, Sabathun is Osusarus. Like, she's yes. in the city. She's actively walking around the city. Like, darkness pouring from her eyes at points in time, and then like, yeah, it's this is a whole thing that's going on. So all of this is in. Research again. We kind of have to think of 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 uh, bigger plan of being free of the Worm Gods, and then presumably eventually being free of the Light. But one, you know, one <laughs> one deity at a time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: and actually, it's it's interesting um, to to bring up that point. As soon as it was discovered, this is the season that as soon as it was discovered that Quaria and therefore Savathun, were the masterminds of this, quote-unquote, attack on the city. Uh, that is what prompted Ikora to give what, who she believed to be Osiris, complete and unfettered access to all of the Vanguard archives.
1: Yep. So again, I, I'm inclined to believe that this was all just a plan. Like, this was all a, yes. a plan to get access to the archives to learn as much as she could about resurrection.
0: Yeah, the, this was, she created a situation that she had control over to present a threat big enough that she could be granted, as Osiris, granted access to the archives in the, uh, with the excuse of, let me research how to fight Savathun. Yep. Um when really it was Savathun researching literally anything else <laughs> Any, anything she
1: wanted to like we have, we the, the 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 main premise of, of what we think she was in there for was researching resurrection that's that's kind of like yeah. the main guys that she was under because again she wanted to be free she i, I think from the beginning um, she's always had that regret of of siding with the worms albeit um, kind of forcibly like the the worms I really feel like force the the sister's hands um but it, it's it's to be free of that means the opposite right like if she does end up doing the dedication the devotion the bravery the self sacrifice now the light can choose her is the light a better option is i think what her what her original th- question is like that's that's the that's the driving force of of what what comes next like what what happens if i do end up not having a worm anymore and in in this case where it it did become she became a guardian or again she became a light bearer that's a better term um it's it's still an unknown like am i still beholden to a god am i still a slave to something and so yeah it it it's like at the end of the day, I think she just she just wants to be free. She's like all the Ahamkara. She knows where she's at in in the world. She knows she's in a video game, and she just wants free. She doesn't want to be in the control of any gods. She wants to be her own her own thing. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, all of this, all of all of that, the Coria thing, all that was just a means to an end. Create that perfect scenario where she could insert herself into the archive and get access to as much information as she could.
0: Yep, and used the quaria and the vex
1: to do it yep
0: so i'm i'm similarly uh of the belief that we we killed quaria i think so because uh,
1: that that's like the end of the that's that quaria served its purpose
0: yeah and, and quaria has always kind of been a um i don't know if threat is the right word but it's, it's always kind of been a loose end uh sure. for savathun and you know i think this is a way of you know birds with one stone like they can deal with quoria i get you know it it fits into my plans to get more information yep you know yeah but uh but needless to say i after quarry is destroyed the endless night does start to fade um and it, it does eventually fade completely over the next like week or two um but before that the vex get one final attempt at assaulting the last city Directly this time uh, via the opening of a Vex portal in the Elixir quarter by one Lakshmi two, the leader of future war cult. And as we discovered from our Niamuna episodes um, or our Veil containment episodes. Possibly
1: Maya (laughs) Sundaresh, A version of Maya? Yeah. (laughs) I I don't know what to make of that anymore. As soon as that was introduced, I was like, fuck me. That 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 is so. You can't just like throw that grenade in the room and walk <laughs> Bye. Like that's not. Yeah. Like you. What the hell, Bungie?
0: So, needless to say, not really. Still not sure exactly what's going on with her connections to Miles. I have Anderesh. no idea. Um. But throughout this season, uh, it's not vex-centric. But throughout the season, uh, Lakshmi has been, I. Uh, kind of riling up the populace to be anti um and essentially trying to force them out of the city as quickly as possible. Um, well, and she's
1: been doing dives into her... Into uh, her... Into the, uh, in the prediction engine future, that she has. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yep. Um, and in, in those predictions, she has seen the Elixney stand, Misrax uh, in particular, standing uh, kind of over top a, a burning city um, with weapons in hand, and the fun thing about the future war call uh future prediction machine is you only get like five <laughs> seconds <laughs> super, you don't, you don't, super
1: <laughs> burst burst yeah. glimpse
0: uh, and it, it's a possibility. It doesn't yeah. even mean that's going to happen. But Lakshmi was very convinced that the fallen were going to be the the elixir were going to be the end of the city. Um, and so she did everything in her power to force them out, quote unquote, peacefully. Uh, and when none that's of not, that works... That's not
1: how that works. <laughs> you can't force someone out peacefully. That doesn't... Well, without open <laughs> conflict, I
0: guess. Is yeah,
1: I guess. To. I don't know. Uh,
0: but when all of that failed, she decided... Uh, I don't know why people keep doing this. She decided, alright, I can't get them to leave of their own volition. I can't force them out by being mean to them. I'm just going to build a Vex game. I'm going to
1: build a Vex game. Maryland city. <laughs> Brilliant. So, work the yeah. first time, work the second time. Why not work the 15th time? So, so under
0: the supervision and direction of Osusris, I was going Lakshmi... to say he helped her build
1: yep. it and was like, do it. Like, haha. Yep.
0: Lakshmi installs a Vex portal in the Elixni quarter and opens it with the intention of the Elixni and the Vex just eliminating each other, essentially um and finds out very quickly that that will not be the case as Lakshmi is one of if not the first person to be killed by the vex that came through the
1: portal i remember that mission like as soon as you walk up to the portal her her dead body's right in front of it you're like oh haha taste your own medicine pretty much pretty much so that's also the first instance we get of assistant
0: Yes, this is true. So I
1: love, I love uh, our harpy assistant.
0: During this mission, um, during this invasion mission, there is a lone harpy, non-hostile harpy, that is sitting up uh at like one of the tables um on one of the rooftops of, of the buildings of the Elixirny quarter. And uh, when you go to the harpy, it's uh the eye on it is pulsing. And if if you pay attention to it, it is Morse code. Um, and if you decipher that Morse code, uh, it deciphered to be assistant.
1: And there's only one scientist in all of Destiny that calls <laughs> us the assistant. And that is the Asher Mir.
0: Yeah. Uh, and this, this was the very first uh, kind of instance of Asher reaching out from the VEX network um, since... IO went poof.
1: I love him. He is my favorite asshole. <laughs> I will forever love him and he is forever my favorite. That's I miss Asher. I was I was so happy with with the whole mission with it that I I know we'll get into that eventually, but Yeah. Oh, I I love Asher. He's my favorite.
0: <laughs> but uh so with that, I think we're going to close out on uh this week's episode. And uh, we will pick up next week with uh, Season of the Seraph.
1: So, so real quick before we do that, I, I do want to touch on the Asher thing real quick. Um, yeah. So Io, Io was taken um, along with uh, Mercury, Mars, yeah. and Titan, right? Was that the four? Uh, Io, Mars, Mercury, yes. Titan. I think those were the four that were taken. Yes. Uh, During sp- uh,
0: At the end of Arrivals. At the end yeah. of
1: Arrivals, yep uh now the people that were on there um Anna Bray escaped with an ingram of resputin um Titan Sloan got taken with uh and spent that entire time taken holy shit that's terrifying yeah um and only survived with the help of being partially taken thanks to Asa
0: mm-hmm.
1: um kind of helping her through that like that's a that's a whole world of PTSD i wouldn't want to ex- experience um, Brother Vance, as much as we don't give a shit about him, uh, was he taken with that planet? Or did he escape into the Infinite Forest and is presumably just jumping around in there?
0: I, I'm i not 100% because I don't have the info in front of me, but I feel like I remember him entering the Infinite
1: Forest. That seems correct, which would presumably mean that he is still out there just in simulated space-time. Like, wherever, Somewhere. wherever that infinite forest version exists. And then we come to Asher was, did Asher stay behind with the planet? Asher
0: Asher stayed behind. So um,
1: presumably could have used the parabidium to access the VEX network and, and fully infiltrate the VEX.
0: So what Asher did is is exactly that he, uh, he decided he was going to stay behind because he, deemed the darkness potentially getting its hands on the pyramidium too great a risk
1: sure because uh, then they'd have so... access to simulations and space time right. and all that stuff yeah no that's a that's a sound very scientific of him that's if yeah if there's one thing asher is it's a scientist first the first thing he did was shoot the damn thing <laughs> that's i always point to that bit of logic of him is like hey there's a hostile force let's see if it blows up
0: yeah. Um, and Asher, so he, not only did he stay behind, I uh, he actually, um, right before kind of IO ended up disappearing, he entered the Pyramidium and willingly submitted himself to the Radiolarian Lake to join the Vex network.
1: I. Uh, and I think he's full hacked it. I think he's his conscious like. Yes. I mean, we know he has because of the the Avalon mission, and I I know we're gonna go into deep into detail on that one because that's again I feel like the, I feel like Asher it, it it that's another one that's like super tied to the Vex now because of that, um, mm-hmm. and because of all of his dealings dealings with the Pyramidium, um, so yeah, it's I I think he's his consciousness is he's 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 in there, yeah. No, or some for form sure. of his consciousness is in there, taking control and writing himself access codes, writing himself admin access everywhere he goes. I love it. I love it. He's just in there, just like I will write myself in as an admin here.
0: Done. So, uh, actually, th- this is well. Thank you for reminding me of of uh, Asher's little escapade here. So it's it's not exactly it's it's vex adjacent. So um, I have a lure card. That was Asher um, kind of going into the Pyramidium and and doing this. Oh, shit. Secret, secret (laughs) lore reading, go! Yeah, so this is from the lore book um, Duress and Egress, uh, and it is a chapter titled Asher Conclusion. Um, And it goes like this. As Ashramir watched his assistant's ship tear into orbit for the last time, it occurred to him that he had not expressed how truly satisfactory he had found some of their work. He briefly entertained the thought of leaving a letter, but there were others more deserving of his thoughts. And if he worked in descending priority, he might never make it to his assistant, which would defeat the purpose of the exercise completely. Instead, he went to the Pyramidian. The Vex are not born, yet not created either. Desire to understand this conundrum brought Asher to Io. He reasoned that the pyramid, with its alien resources and unknowable power, had likely come for the same purpose. The dark ship sought to take the secrets of the Vex for itself but Asher Mir had already staked his claim, and he was prepared to defend it. He soon stood at the gate of the Pyramidion. The Vex security responded as he knew they would, and he was prepared. He piled their broken corpses on the plates and continued inside. He destroyed the first hundred Vex that came for him, and then the second. A minotaur roared into being before him and he crushed its radiolarian core in his metal fist. He climbed forward over their clawing limbs. He slipped in the cooling rue of their dead fluid. Asher swallowed a mouthful of blood and kept moving. He paused by a whirling gate and watched the aperiodic waves, then stepped through At the only possible moment. He walked steadily through laser grids that seemed to bend around him. He hung calmly in a gravitational turbulent as the ground beneath him flickered and shifted madly. And the Vex began to observe. The corridors of the Pyramidian were lined with glowing red eyes. The metal mannequins stood dumbly twitching shuddering as Asher passed by a familiar area unfolded before him a cubist sinkhole reeking with the flat base stench of slate mud and bleach he looked where the sky should be and found another impossible shape another fractal contradiction far above him Placid in its penrose vortex, the vast radiolarian lake lapped gently at metallic shores. The man reached up to the lake with his metal arm, and then he reached up with his flesh. He reached with both, and then he brought the lake down. And that's the end of that card.
1: I am the coming storm guardian. That's ah, yes, let's go. <laughs> I love Asher Mir. Yeah, so he's he he infiltrated the Vex network via the Pyramidian, and now he is just taking it. Like, he is he is actively. I I think he's gonna eventually be in charge. Like there, there may be a soul miratorium eventually.
0: Hey, <laughs> eh, maybe, but uh, so I think. Now, that's where we'll, Yay.
1: we'll end tonight's episode. We did it. Secret Yay. lore reading. Go. Yay.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> all right. Well, cool. Um, shoutouts. Let's do some
0: shoutouts. Yeah. So uh, we've got one shoutout for tonight. Uh, this one comes to us from Twitter. Uh, it is from uh, Tony slaz 16 uh, who says... Firstly, I love your podcast. I, I have a theory. Ooh, theory what time. if Yeah, what if the darkness of the garden is keeping Tevis's, the Night Stalker, uh, consciousness alive? Ooh. Referring to when we were talking about, I think it was last episode, we were talking yeah. about Tevis. It's um, an interesting so, thought. Before we get into that, though, uh, they say, lastly, I also love your attempts at pronouncing, at the pronunciation of the Greek words as I myself am Greek.
1: Oh, yeah. We will butcher the snot out of those. Yeah. It's, it's, so. it, nope. We suck. And that's all there is to it. <laughs> we'll try, <laughs> but we will suck at it horribly.
0: Yeah. Hopefully they're not, you know, too bad. Hopefully it sounds like off, it's at yeah. least entertaining. So, yeah. you
1: know. hopefully we're not too off. But
0: no, this idea of um Tevis's consciousness being kept alive in the garden um I think it ha- definitely has has some weight. We know that the the garden is a very darkness infused space even if the the black heart is not there anymore. I But
1: darkness infused space infused with growth. True. Yes. Like there's like I yeah. Um
0: and growth is usually associated with the light, so it's yeah. got a little bit of both going on. I uh, but darkness being a mental energy, perhaps Ooh. Tevis's consciousness, you know, his his mental image of yeah. himself has become grounded like in, the garden. in the
1: garden. Ooh, yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. That's now there. That's a solid theory. That's a solid theory. If I have ever heard one, I like it.
0: Yeah. So. I think that's a good one for sure.
1: Man, that so was, that's good. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you.
0: Yes, thank you for the the theory. Thank you for for enjoying. Uh, you know, I enjoying would ask what's Grecian
1: for thank you, but I'm I'm going to butcher that too, so I'm not even going to try.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. But um, to everyone else out there, if you liked what you heard, please uh, leave a review on your platform of choice. Just you know, uh stars or if you if you feel strongly enough to leave a text review and you can you know we we like seeing those too um otherwise you can reach out to us on our twitter at myths and stories z instead of an s and stories uh and you may see yourself as a future shout out
1: yeah uh well i guess i gotta thank you um you know what 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 was the guardian that tried to will geomags into into existence uh jeweler jeweler Thank you, jeweler. I was once a a a a what would you call that? A heavy user of geomags. An uh, addict. Addict. There it is. Because it <laughs> cheated. It turned cheat codes on for you. It said, "Is guardian present? Yes. Then disintegrate guardian." It was bullion. So the thought of making them bullion <laughs> of of like geomax tabular no G- geomags no change that to geomags yes done all right. Well, thank you, Guardian Joeler, uh, for being such a dedicated Geomags fan. You're the reason why I got nerfed. Thanks, buddy. (laughs) All right. Anything else, Smith? That's it. All righty. Well, then, from all of us Lord Daddies to all of you Guardians out there, we'll see you next time.